0: Hi Hi, friends, I'm Loza, I'm Isaias, and this is Light in Love with Lozaeus, the podcast.
1: We're a married couple living in Los Angeles, walking by faith and doing so transparently.
0: Our hope is that this podcast leaves you feeling inspired as we navigate matters of light, love, work,
1: and life. Thanks for tuning in.
0: Thank you for being my friend. (laughs) On the road and then we back again. My heart is true. (laughs) You're my friend. Oh, Oh, I can't get through this. I'm sorry.
1: Guys, Um, if you hear the asthmatic talking in this podcast, we haven't even started and the guy's losing it.
0: I'm trying to make it a thing where I can start off every episode with some kind of song from here on out, but... um, (laughs) If you haven't noticed, uh, I couldn't get through that exactly because I'm a little under the weather,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but we're going to fight through it. We're going to fight through it one way or another.
1: Um, so he's not blowing his nose. I'm going to be blowing.
0: Here. I'm going to be blowing my nose. Sorry, I'm going to be coughing um, only not. on you, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, you have some tea, but I feel okay. This uh, We're starting to get a little better. I got this from my son, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, where did he get it from again? We don't know. Yeah.
1: Okay. You know how kids just be walking just kids around with be germs. Just, yeah. He stays with his hand in his mouth. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yeah. yes. And somehow you and Sela haven't picked it up yet.
1: We fight it. Our immune system There we go. Is there we good. go.
0: Um, how are you? <clears throat>
1: Good, Isaiah. So we are on episode 14. Is that what it is? Yes. Yeah, so remember episode seven last season was like the episode that like makes or breaks podcasts? Yes. So now we've doubled that.
0: Pod fading episode. Pod yes. fading. Yeah. Yes. So we're at nice. episode
1: 14. So the idea that. that like God's given us the grace to keep going. Yes. Really, really cool to witness that.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. How are you? Um, I'm so glad that you asked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Outside of being a little under the weather, I actually feel really great. Mm -hmm. I feel really great. Um, You know, we are finding our own rhythm. Um, Our kids are healthy. Like, we're kind of just having a moment of reflecting on that. just like, you know, there are so many different things you could think about. And mm-hmm. pick at to say, hey, this thing or that thing needs to change, but like you know, everything is good. Everything yeah. is good.
1: Actually, did I send it to you today on Instagram? I saw a Instagram video or a reel that said um, how the same part of your brain that processes anxiety is the same part of your brain that also operates in gratitude. So while I not it, see that it's the exact same part, so one you can't do one while doing mm. the other. Isn't that profound? So you have to, to
0: choose which one you want to do. Whether want you're
1: anyway. going to have anxious thoughts or be grateful. And so I think the more you press into gratitude, it really gives you a chance to like, yeah, kind of remove the anxieties Some of, of every day. Yeah, I thought that was really cool.
0: Um, I, I wanted yeah. to just point out the elephant in the room, if that's okay.
1: What's the elephant in the room?
0: Um, I don't know if, if I should call it an elephant exactly, but can we... <laughs> Acknowledge how good you look right now. Oh,
1: thanks. my looking good himself. right now. Like <laughs>
0: Am I right? Am I lying? You thanks. look good. Thanks. You, you do too, good. babe. You don't have to say that. You don't have to reciprocate. I haven't got it. A- <laughs> I need to get a haircut. I mean, I'm going to be getting you one this week. Look it's okay, good. I, you, you know. Look good. That was a very hollow. Hollow. You got a, you got a pimple right there, but you, you look know, good. I got, I'm struggling with some certain things right now, but like, <laughs> I appreciate the hollow reciprocation nonetheless. <laughs> it hollow. It's okay. It's okay. I know you love me.
1: Either way, welcome to Light and yes, Love. with welcome and and everybody. Love. This is episode 14. Yes,
0: and if you haven't noticed, we are kind of in the mood of. Uh, don't get stressed, Loza. We're kind it, of... Always
1: <laughs> happen, like, what are we in the mood for? <laughs> we didn't discuss this prior. Isaiah loves to freeform. As you guys know, I'm the, Dude. like, structure type A. He's like, I need you to stop right being before, a student.
0: Right before we got on here, like, <sighs> Loza was talking about, like, well, should we talk about this or that? And I was like, honestly, Loza, whatever you think where you're deciding right now, just know that as soon as we press record in the camera, I'm driving this car off the road immediately. <laughs>
1: Everything that a Type A person does not want to hear. I was like, "So to the uh, left by that, you mean what exactly?" You know, I don't to have the tense, answers please. for you.
0: I don't have the answers for you. Um, yeah, but so. the re- what I was saying was, we might sound like we are in the mood of love because today we're going to be talking about marriage. Are we talking about marriage? Mm-hmm. Um, the highs, the lows, and everything in between.
1: Exactly. Yeah, we want to give you guys an honest conversation behind, yeah, our marriage behind, Unfiltered, behind closed doors. Yeah, uncut. Yeah. Yikes.
0: Sick. Nasty. No. Can't get anything <laughs> past me.
1: No, <laughs> that I'm sorry. That's
0: that's am um, I don't sickness. know what I'm doing,
1: man. Um anyway. This is a sickness. That's sorry to your ears, of guys. you the
0: Highest order. Yeah. Um that's like one of the things that that's like a like a a little sound clip. Not even like a physical sound clip, but that's like a thing that we consistently repeat or I consistently repeat in this house. And now my daughter started singing. <laughs> and you can but see actually, the clear it the clear disappointment off love. Uh, anyways. In any case. In, any case. in anyways, yeah. Um, so what's so what's the deal? How yeah, we, so we wanna like we yeah, doing?
1: let's um maybe do a quick review. Oh yeah. So thank you guys. Um uh, for those of you guys that have been tuning in, thank you. Um some of you guys have donated, thank you for that.
0: <coughs> oh yes, we should we like we take a moment We have to shout them out,
1: yeah, but thank you guys. Thank you for those of you that donated on donor box. Vin modus, Isaiah was conning about it last time, but you guys are donated, honestly
0: really gracious so thank and, you. and, and, and it, it makes a difference and it matters to us. Again, like we said, we're going to be using the funds that we received to start building up further for mm-hmm. how we want to create more content, better content, better equipment. Um, so for those of you guys who saw the call and responded, we appreciate thank you. you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So um, we do have a review today from Ida G and uh, she said, I am loving this podcast series with Loza and Isaiah, a.k.a. Lozaeus. Every episode is filled with topics which really make the listeners reflect on their own viewpoints on a variety of life topics. I really appreciate that as a couple, they individually can be candid and be real about their perspectives, whether it's alike or different. That's the truth. Uh, we live in a society which does not nurture overall. Uh, to get deep and introspective with one another and to keep things surface level. I love that they push back on this norm and are truly going deep. These episodes are therapeutic in their own right and allow listeners to continue these conversations on their own in their own circles. Thank you for spreading your light and love on your platform.
1: Wow, what a just really nice uh, review. Thanks, Ida.
0: Ida G, you you warm my heart tonight.
1: Yeah, you'd a real G.
0: Yeah, um, um, but I think she spoke to something that, like, I know you know, we're saying that it warms our heart, but I think the reason why it warms my heart at least is that Mm -hmm. she's touched on something that is important to us Mm -hmm. is that by, you know, opening up our conversation to you guys, that happens typically between you and I, sometimes Mm -hmm. like it's, you know, we we question like, is this something that we should be like completely transparent about or like letting people into like Mm -hmm. the intimacy of our lives, but to know that, by doing so, it is allowing conversations to okay. be started amongst other people that can be helpful to others. Makes it all the worthwhile.
1: Yeah. You know? So yeah.
0: I, I I love to hear that.
1: Yeah, especially going deep. I think that's where you know we can. The busyness of life has us just operating at surface level. So being able to like go deeper, ask you know the more probing questions in your own circles. That is yes. really nice to know that we're kickstarting those conversations, or the Holy Spirit's doing that through our transparency, through our vulnerability, and so. We plan on doing that again tonight, y'all. We're going deep um, just to kind of give you guys a behind-the-scenes look at, yeah, the highs, the lows, and everything in between in our marriage. Um, a lot of you guys have tracked with us on social media, kind of seen how we met, you know, obviously we met on Twitter. Um, oh, we here have comes now... Loza
0: again with our the backstory of how we got together, her <laughs> favorite story. I, I,
1: I'll spare you if you haven't <laughs> rewind a couple episodes. Don't spare
0: them. Go ahead. Just do it. Just do it.
1: No. Well, we... Yeah, we knew each other platonically, um, maybe five years before we connected romantically. And on that, Isaiah um, reached out to me on Twitter. We were long distance for the majority of our relationship. I was in Oklahoma. He was in, I'm sorry, I was in Dallas. He was in DC. I was in Oklahoma. He was in London. Then he was in LA. And then we finally joined together. Um, six months of our, m- initially I moved in with his family, six months before we got married. We got married then moved to Hollywood. And we um, have been married for, we're about to enter into our seventh year this upcoming year. Um, Yay, for seven years. Um, And yeah, we have two beautiful children that are the byproduct of our love. Mm. And yeah, God is continuing to work in and through us. And one of the reasons we wanted to kind of share this particular episode, um, I can share and then maybe you can like Yeah, expand on that, but I think is one, I always like, when I ask for like advice, right? On marriage, on life, on careers, I'm always asking people like, tell me what not to do. Don't tell me what to do, tell me what not to do because that's, you know, important for me to like- Why why do you think that? To to learn from your mistakes because it's easy just to be inspired by the good things in your life. And so that is always like my heart posture when like passing on or sharing things. It's like, here's what I wish I would have known. Um, and in addition, we'll also be sharing some of our highs to kind of share with you the stuff that we hope you do take, you know, are inspired by the things that you can learn from our example in that way. And so, um, yeah,
0: yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that necessarily, because I know what you're saying. Um, you know, we because we talk about this all the time too, just in terms mm-hmm. of like, even like, just as an example, even the way in which we raise our kids, we we mm-hmm. try to reinforce the things that mm-hmm. you know we want them to do, you know, mm-hmm. like not focusing on the, this is kind of a sidebar, but like not necessarily focusing on the things what, that we don't want do, them to do. But right. I think in this context, you're right. It's nice to speak to, you know, our peers and say, hey, you know, we try to live our life in this way. This is the focal point mm-hmm. of what we focus on. But then along the way, these are some things that we've learned. The lessons we've yeah, learned.
1: Exactly. exactly. Jinx 10. you want me Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you have to share with the people and then myself well, maybe? Well, actually, what is, so before money? we get
0: into that, one thing I actually wanted to ask you was, why do you like me? Or why do you love <laughs> this me? This is the left
1: turn, guys. <laughs> I like you or love you? Both.
0: Tell me, tell me, like, however you want to answer that.
1: Sure. I think if it's for words of affirmation. Um, there's a, a lot of reasons why I like you. Um... When we first met, I think a big thing that kind of caught me off guard and that was very refreshing to me was how authentic you are. Um, Yeah, I think you were very clear with me as you currently are in our marriage. And I think that that authenticity is found throughout different facets of your life and how you parent and how you love me. If if you're doing it, you're really doing it and you really mean it, which is refreshing. You don't play any games or anything like that. And even now... You don't play games. You're just as clear and as um, honest with me as possible. And I think that was the first reason that I was like, you know what, Ooh, I like this about this guy. Ca- caught my attention. Okay. Um, and then obviously I love you because you're you. you. Isaiah. I always say Isaiah flies high as a kite. He is, if you're around him, it's hard to not not love him. To know you is to love you. I think you're a very wholehearted person and you live well from that place um which speaks of how healthy you know how healthy you are um yeah what was that
0: that was the harp it's a a lovely it's a lovely feeling someone i was talking to someone earlier this week and they said that hey what happened last episode you didn't use enough sound effects so i'm gonna have to uh increase the sound effect usage but thank you for saying that baby i really appreciate that um yeah, um, cool. I mean, were you gonna reciprocate the question? I or? was like,
1: but I also didn't want to make it all about <laughs> it's awkward. Tell me what you love about me. I think I you deserve
0: yes. to be told what I love about you,
1: sure.
0: Okay, well, since yeah, can you tell me? You actually you don't know, have to ask. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, about me. um, I love so many things about you, um. But what I really, really appreciate about you is that you are um, someone who knows what she wants. You're someone who loves God fully and wholly, and you are not afraid to surrender your life to pursuing the things that you believe in. Um, You also, even though at times you have an exterior that you show to some people that um, can seem like it doesn't allow for people to come close. At the core of who you truly are is someone who um, is willing to give of herself fully and freely to the people that she cares about. And I'm really fortunate to see that in you, uh, around myself and our kids. Mm-hmm. And it makes it really easy. I mean, it's, of course, like, you know, there's always things that, that come up and we'll talk about that today. But knowing that, Is who you are at the core makes it so easy for me to wake up every day and say I'm doing life with the person that I'm supposed to do life with. Mm -hmm. So I think that
1: um, was more than one thing. Yeah.
0: And she's and she's pretty bad if you can't see for yourselves. Shout out to YouTube. Oh. You're pretty I said you look you look. Oh, I was like YouTube. Um (laughs) Thank you, Okay. So all right. So um yeah, the the marriage journey is You know, like when we get, especially in today's like culture, society, marriage, I think has gotten a really interesting Mm rap. I think there's like a contingent of people who like to still want it, still aspire towards it, but at the same time feel like it's just completely unattainable. Like a lot of the people that we know who, you know, are still looking for love, Mm -hmm feel like, you know, there's no options on dating apps, there's no real prospects in the communities they're a part of. So it almost makes them feel like it's not something that, you know, is ever going to happen. Um, but like, what I can say is that even when it does feel it's not worth fighting for and not worth pursuing, I can just say with full, um, with full confidence that marriage, even though it does have its challenges, which those same people I think get disillusioned by it's literally one of the, it is, it is the best thing that's happened to me, you know, mm-hmm. outside, um, of outside of the Lord, of course, outside <laughs> of the Lord. Um, where's that? Bing bong. Bing bong. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so, you know, in that, to that respect, what I can say is um, people, people are, what am I trying to say? I think that, when you're inside of it, it's uh, we we get to witness every day the highs and the lows mm-hmm. and the sense of purpose that comes from it. Mm-hmm. So, do you feel like um, do you feel like it's a pursuit of a high? Is it a, is it like a bigger purpose that that like keeps you committed to what we're doing within our marriage? Like, what is it about our our union that makes you feel like? inspired to continue to pursue it intentionally.
1: Yeah. I think the being inspired by the highs is what gives you the drive every day, right? Like the moments that you realize you have a companion, you have a roommate, you have a friend, you have a confidant. Knowing those things, it's the part that's like the great parts about marriage and what fuels myself and many people that are married. I think when you get to like the rough patches or the challenges that's when you see oh so this is what they was talking about yeah. oh so this is what marriage is like it, it's the duality of both of those things the challenge and the joy right yeah. the struggle and the the inspiration that is or the the beauty that is marriage and um I know a lot of people will say, oh yeah, marriage is for like holiness and not just happiness. And it's like when you're in the happy moments, you're like, oh, well, this is it. Like you're just like totally zoned in on Mm. It's for, it feels happy, it looks happy, this is great. I'm gonna keep pursuing this. But you forget that just like, I think um, C.S. Lewis talks about how like life is just the undulations of highs and lows and nobody's guaranteed a positive trajectory the entirety of their life, nor are they set for just a, you know, um, a negative or a downward, you know, like series of unfortunate events to occur back to back to back in their life. It's like, it's ups and it's right. downs and it's all of that. And I think having that awareness in marriage is important because it mm. is the highs and yeah, we can be inspired by that. But when you go through the lows, that's also recognition that that's why it's there. That's right, I think yeah. I'm learning that like, oh, when I ha- go through the lows, I'm like, oh, this is this is the refinement part. This is the yeah. part that's trying to weed out the bad that's stuff in really me, good. that's trying to like weed out the things that are like Cause, negative cause in I think me. Because
0: yeah. I think part of what the challenge is for people who might actively, I don't want to speak for everyone, but there's like a contingent of people who, who who do want to seek marriage but don't feel like they have options. But then there's a contingent of people who feel like, Based off what we see, the divorce rates, all that marriage doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe people have characterized marriage as something that it's not even supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like you're kind of alluding to, yeah. marriage is not in and of itself just about like pursuing some kind of highlight reel of mm-hmm. like these magical moments, moments with yeah. your families, traveling and you know, going from one birthday to this. It's like This is like literally being in the trenches doing life with someone and not trenches in a negative sense per se. But it's like the beauty that comes with knowing that you can you can really see the worst parts of life and uh, experiences alongside somebody else who can hold you accountable and essentially allows for you to have a reflection of yourself along the way too. Mm -hmm. you know, Um, because it's easy to think about. How hardship, anytime you experience hardship, you might think to yourself, oh, well, maybe this is, you know, maybe I might have messed up. Maybe this mm-hmm. is the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, you know, wh- what kind of situation have I found myself in? Mm-hmm. But I think especially when you have, uh, when you're following a rubric or a scaffolding that's from a godly lens, mm-hmm. it it really is meant for our holiness mm-hmm. to, to really you know, shed the things about us that are not Mm -hmm. supposed to be there. It's Mm -hmm. like, I think about this all the time. It's like, Mm -hmm. I, with my, I feel like I am, I feel like I'm a really like good friend. Okay. And I feel like I'm close to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I always reflect on it. I'm like, man, any, anyone who, this is going to sound bad. Anytime I'm around people, I'm like, I know I make them better. And I, I feel like I contribute positive things. And I feel like, Mm -hmm there's really there's really like a lot of good being put out in this direction um and then sometimes when we're together Mm -hmm. I feel that yes I contribute good and all that but I also see sides of myself that I don't see show up in front of other people yeah and like sides of myself that I'm not proud of or I don't like Mm -hmm. and I think that's just because the reality is I don't I don't, the other people around me, my friends, even regardless of how close I think I am to them, mm-hmm. they're never going to see the true intimate, like inner core of who I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you, I feel like you are me because mm-hmm. you just,
1: mm-hmm. you've
0: seen right through me. Yeah, You know exactly, there, there's no like, there's no nothing that you can't see. So it, it requires for me to to be like, to constantly refine who that person is. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think, yeah, people might shy away from that, because i think a lot of the times people just want to either like live surface level live in a comfortable way not have to deal with like the depths of who they are but the unexamined life is not worth living like not knowing the entirety of who you are you're good you're bad and like working through to become the better version of yourself really could come at your harm so i think about it and as you're like describing it that way i'm like wow like marriage very much is like a rose right it has the beauty you're like drawn by that but it also has the you know, the thorns, and not necessarily in a negative way, because the thorns inherently protect... Okay, protect, I'm, not, I'm not hurt by that. No, the, <laughs> the thorns inherently protect the flower, but you can't have one without the other, right. and it's both of those things. People right. either think it's just positive or it's just negative, right. but in order to enjoy the full beauty of marriage, it's like you celebrate the highs, but you are um, you prepare yourself, and you're you're like looking forward to the process of being able to be made into a better person through this infrastructure that is marriage. And
0: I don't think most people look at it like that.
1: They though. don't. And that's, I think, the the, the reason why that's actually, divorce that's actually, rates are like really high is because you get to a roadblock and you're like, hold up, hold up, hold up.
0: Yeah. You know well, I mean? I mean, I think that's like, that's the biblical lens about marriage. Mm-hmm. Like when we think about how the Bible references marriage as mm-hmm. a image that reflects the relationship between Christ and the church. You know, it, it resembles this idea where we are constantly dying to ourselves mm-hmm. to serve mm-hmm. another, you know, mm-hmm. in the same way mm-hmm. Christ died mm-hmm. on behalf of the church, yeah. you know, yeah. his people, yeah. you know, so it's like, no one really thinks about marriage instinctually as a place where you kind of like come to die to all the things that make you, you, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah. Um, well, what you think is what you. What you think
0: is you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, I think there is something beautiful in this idea that you're consistently shedding layers uh, that are not meant to be there, so that you can ultimately be the person that your God called you to be for yourself and for your spouse. Right. You know? Think right. about how crazy that idea is, though, of like literally two different people mm-hmm. becoming one person. I know we say, I know there's like songs and such that talk about mm-hmm. it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, when to become one.
1: Is that a real song? I, is
0: that Spice Girls?
1: Ha- maybe. <laughs> I actually have no idea where that came.
0: I think it might. Be, I was like, "Did he just someone, like can, up? someone can check me on that. I, I also grew up with two sisters, so I'm right, I'm right, pretty right. sure. That's it's, okay. I'm sure, pretty sure it's Spice Girls. Sure. Um, but uh, like, think about how crazy that idea is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Two. Separate people mm-hmm. literally forging lives in an effort to become one mm-hmm. that's kind of an absurd idea.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, think about all the different things that y- make you you mm-hmm. and me me,
1: my traumas, my everything, and then yeah.
0: and then to say that we're actually merging that, like to not think about it in this like, like casual light like, terms, mm-hmm. but to say we're actually becoming finding oneness, yeah, you know,
1: yeah, yeah, I think that that. It's so interesting because like on this side of marriage, right? Like if I were to decide meaning like the marriage side, right? Versus before we were married, hearing us saying that it just sounds like words. So for those of you guys that are listening that are sure. not married, it probably doesn't register in that way. That's a fair point. You know what I mean? But for those that are married, you understand exactly yeah. what we're talking about. But as we try to like, I don't know.
0: Is there maybe, a way we can qualify that better? Maybe yeah. share
1: our example. We're able to help illustrate for you guys what that what that looks like because, I also did not understand that concept conceptually. I guess the, the, this understanding conceptually that we become one and that they, like we work through our you know our our challenges, um, and then it's basically two different people coming together to like understand each other to learn each other until you guys become more intimate until the challenges you know that we have been through in our marriage and I think that that has like. Yeah, when I reached that place, I was like, "Wow, I guess this was what everybody was talking about." So before. you're saying you're saying
0: that you feel like challenges have helped you feel more intimate. I think
1: so. Yeah, I think the challenges. Why do you me, think that
0: is? And can we talk? Can you give me an example?
1: Yeah, like I think you know, um, challenges make you face yourself. They make you face how like you view the yourself and the other person. They also make you address things that are like your hurts. Right. And I think you can't have any walls up when it comes to like challenges, if you're actually looking to like work through that. And, um, you know, we, we've shared some of our, on a very like surface level, some of the challenges that we face, right. Our first challenge was like me being super OCD and Isaiah's like not, and what that looked like in terms of like me having to say, well, why am I so like this? And is that a bad thing? Or is it like you conforming or like, do I have to meet you in the middle? And that was like a pain point for us because I'm constantly like rearranging Isaiah's cups or like labeling everything. For those of you guys that have known us pretty close, like I used to complain about ironing this. Sh- Isaiah used to like be okay with like wrinkled sheets and it would drive me. Repeat that
0: one more time for the people so they can actually hear what you just said.
1: Wrinkled sheets are not it, boo-boo. They are not.
0: She would literally get our sheets and force us to iron them before we put them on our bed. But that's actually not important to this conversation. Let's yeah, keep it Yeah, I mean,
1: it was, a, it was a pain point for us because you're like, just leave me be. Like, why do we have to do it this way? Who says it's right? You know, just because that person's bringing in their upbringing. So there are like little tiffs and things like that that we had to like work through. But I think once we got to like the bigger things of like navigating sexual expectations and like what. You came into the marriage, and like me having to learn, you know, what your needs were as a man, and then me also being like, "Do I care? Like, how do I address that?" I'm also coming in with like my own like trauma from like sexuality and things like that. Um, and in meeting in the middle, it just became, yeah, very tough for me. And you I, wanna, you can elaborate. You further? can al- elaborate a little bit more.
0: So, where do, where do you want to start with this? Where um how about you tell us where
1: (laughs) um so one of the biggest pain points i think in our marriage as we were talking you know we're like you know we want to share on the highs the lows and like everything in between one of the biggest lows comes later and we can talk about that more but in the beginning a lot of it was just like again the sexual frustration and i think that you know for context like i'm coming in without like a lot of like you know, history or whatever. And not really understanding that sexual, like needing sex is like a essential need for a man. You know what I mean? I think that was so very hard for me to understand. I'm like, yeah, we share our expectations. Like I'm cool with whatever. This is my sex drive. This is what it looks like. Um, and then Isaiah you know, you can elaborate for yourself, but like saying, oh, well, this is what it looks like for me. And it's one thing to like discuss it. It's another thing that when we were in it, we were just not seeing eye to eye. And I think I kind of was a little bit more laissez-faire about it and just like not addressing your needs or dismissing them. Like, okay, yeah, 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 you need sex. All right, all, all y'all need that. But not really taking it seriously and, you know, h- how you express that to me. Yeah. And I think that came to reveal later, like when it became even more challenging, right? The last thing I needed was, you know, we worked through that. Our sex life was great after that. And then just to end up, pregnant with our daughter and knowing that you're going through all these hormones and all these like changes and like literally going from a sex drive of 12 to like two don't look at me don't touch me just don't breathe my air you know and then realizing the effects of what that looks like and not really you know meeting needs I think was yeah that was challenging because I just feel like we were not seeing eye to eye and that's kind of by design like being a man and a woman and understanding it you know, just seemed a little bit um, more intense than I had. Yeah. I I think,
0: you know, when you, when you come into a marriage, especially like when you first get married, I feel like this is not really the first thing that's on your mind because, you know, when you first get married, like we're we're riding the high. Mm -hmm. Right. And then when we settle into our rhythm and then, like you said, like when kids come into the picture, things are constantly changing. Mm -hmm. Expectations are evolving. And, you know, I think for the, for the situation that you were speaking of, um, when all those things were happening and I communicated k- kind of, and that's something I'm, I, I'm learning about myself too. I'm not someone that always likes to express my needs explicitly clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my friends told me that one of my friends asked me why I'd be acting like blues clues sometimes. <laughs> Cause like, you know, I think the, and that, maybe that's a different thing that we have to unpack later, but um, you know, some part of me doesn't necessarily want to press people or make them feel obligated to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I had like kind of blues clues my way around like, you know, essentially telling Loza, like, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I'm not being met in this way mm-hmm. that I would really appreciate that we would. It's
1: like right after Sela.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and of course, you know, there's a lot of changes happening on your end too. So, you know, um, I probably could have been a little bit more understanding of that. But um, and then from going from that place and then I think at the root of it, what I kind of felt and unpacking this later is that I kind of just felt like you didn't really care for what I was expressing mm-hmm. to you. Um, and maybe I think that hurt me a little bit. Yeah. And I don't even think I, I think I realized that at the time.
1: Yeah. I mean, I definitely did not understand the gravity of it. I was yeah. just like, yeah, cool. So you got me yeah, She's like, all
0: right, all right buddy, just give <laughs> a little pat on the back. Not
1: that I just didn't deliver this yeah. whole baby. Yeah, you keep the um, show going.
0: So, and then um, from that place, I actually started watching porn again. Mm-hmm. Um so like I, I had I had like, you know, porn had been something that I had kind of worked through um before we got married mm-hmm. and then um that around that time is when it kind of resurfaced. Mm-hmm. Uh and for, for me. Um and then you learning of that, us talking about it, me telling you about it um was something that I think was really hurtful. Um but then I think there was to to circle it back to what we were talking about, Mm -hmm. it ended up having a beneficial component too, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can let you talk about that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I definitely was hurt by it. You know, I was taken aback. Like men and women just process differently. It was like, oh yeah, I was just watching it. But meanwhile, I'm like, you said forsaking all of others, you know, you you replaced (laughs) me, you don't love me, you hate me, this, that, or the other. And I just, you know, was extremely hurt in that process. And, um... I was just like, okay, well, then how do you like? How do you trust? How do you move on? Like, and given this was like three, three, some years ago, but I remember um, thinking that you know, so this is the stuff that people work through because it revealed to me one, you know, that I also had not expressed that that hurt me because my mm, at my core I wanted to be wanted, and like mm-hmm. you doing that demonstrated that. It felt like you did not want me, given there's like a back and forth, right? That's like the nuances of this conversation is like, you know, you obviously were dealing with your own, you know, challenges in that regard. And so as we were trying to unpack this conversation, one, it was like totally drenched in like prayer Cause I think the conversation would have been a lot, that? a lot more challenging for me to have had, but like going to the Lord and saying, God, okay, help us come you to an understanding. St- exactly. Yeah. From like navigating the hurt and then you also understanding why I yeah. was hurt, even though you're not clearly not doing that, you know, that was like right. years ago. Um, and you're not in that space. But the fact that like trying to get you to see where I right. was coming from was very like it seemed like we were just kind of missing each other, right. you know? So like drenching the whole conversation and like prayer and saying, Okay, God help me understand and see this man in a way that, you know, I've not been able to understand him. Like why? Oh, cause I think, I think, I think in that, an important piece of context
0: know? that we didn't add to them is that I told you about this years after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: yeah. I'm like, why didn't he like, why didn't he just fess up early? Like what, why was it like omitted, you know? And you know, we, what we, it ended up taking us back to therapy to like discuss, you know, how I appreciate being forthcoming. Right. If you have a thought about, anything. I mean, I, when you get married, it doesn't mean like your eyes fall out. You know, you're still a man, you're still navigating. But if there are like thoughts that are like challenging or something that you're dealing with, I would want to know about that in real time. Yeah, because... So we're like working through that process of like talking that out. And I realized in that, and me communicating what really hurt me and him com- communicating where he was at, and just totally by the grace of the Spirit, as well as the power of therapy, we got to this place of saying, okay, well, I actually in a weird way, I actually feel more drawn to you through this because I'm now seeing a deeper side of you, a side of you that maybe struggles. You're mm-hmm. also seeing a deeper side of me, a part of me that's hurt when you know I don't want to present that. Um, and in that, I just, for the first time ever, really saw us as two broken people just trying to do this God's way. And that to me, I was like, "Oh, God!" Which, which, this like, is the, irony the,
0: the irony yeah. of it all is that that's just the reality of of like humankind. Like mm-hmm. nobody is perfect, mm-hmm. and especially when we're talking about this from the perspective of two uh, people who are, you know, choosing to be in union under the Lord, it's just like the precursor is that we recognize that we're in need of of a, a savior. We're in need of. Mm-hmm. Uh, imperfect people are are in need of God, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like those people coming together, choosing to, you know, forge a path forward, exactly. you know? As opposed to like creating an image that, you know, we have it all sorted out, that, we're, that we have everything figured. Yeah. And like, and I think that's, that's kind of the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. And I think to some extent, like, maybe that's even an image that, you know, I project unknowingly or you or us together. But I think the importance is, Importance of conversations like this one is to realize, mm-hmm. you know, we're all kind of struggling with something or going through something, and and God could use those things to fortify, mm-hmm. you know, the relationship through that. Yeah, you know?
1: and I think that one thing actually, their therapist said that I thought was kind of breakthrough for me was like, you know, idolizing the image of a perfect mm. provider, a perfect spouse, a perfect like comforter, a perfect, and you know yeah, just a perfect partner has the capacity for you to not view that person as human yeah. as a person that falls short, that messes up, that does that. And that inability to empathize is a is a it's another wall that you have to like pass to actually grow intimately. That's, so that yeah. those moments can cause a complete like divergence, you know, of our union because I now am let down by the idea that you actually aren't perfect, yeah. you know, rather than saying, instead of being let down by that, coming to terms and saying, you know what, I actually feel more drawn to you because you are human. And I also, right, like empathize, (laughs) like understand myself more and saying that, you know, I also had some things that, you know, I could have done better. I should have done better. And I think realizing for myself too that I'm human and I don't always get it right as well. Like, wow, we really just some little humans just trying to do, you know, do this the right way.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's not to—that's also—I feel like it's important to express this caveat. That's not to say that, um, in light of saying that, you know, people aren't perfect, it's not to say that we shouldn't hold people accountable either, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there are standards that we have for each other Mm -hmm. um, that are aligned with our faith, but also, even if if it's, like, totally separate from any religion or belief system— Couples have their own standards Mm -hmm. that they choose to agree to, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. I think there is a need to hold people accountable and honoring those things. Um, But to your point, I think even when people do fall short of those standards, it's important that we don't, you know, we don't crucify each other and shame each other into, you know, like feeling like we can never, you know be the people that we believe we are Mm -hmm, along the way, mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. So um, I think that was like a breakthrough thing for us.
1: Yeah, Yeah. it it was huge. And I think, yeah, it just colors the complexity, the beauty and yeah, the joy that is marriage because yes, it is, we enjoy the good times when we enjoy them, you know, the happy moments and things like that. That's again, the wind beneath our, our sail, but it's also like knowing that yeah, parts of you that you personally may not have the infrastructure to remove. God's using the Holy Spirit and the, the institution that is marriage to purify you, to make you a better version of yourself, a more serving if, if, version of yourself, if, a more generous, you know, kind you, version of yourself. If
0: two people are in union like this and they're willing to um, evolve and change in this mm-hmm. way, I think this is one of the most powerful, like marriage is one of the most powerful tools mm-hmm. for us to really become who God's called us to be, Mm -hmm. you know? Because like, without that, it's like, like I was saying with the example before, Mm -hmm. you can never, no one will ever be close enough to you to really tell you anything. Mm Because even if you're an open person, you could still have enough of a veil where you are just not letting people into that last layer. I mean, to be honest, that's even possible, like we were kind of alluding to, within Mm -hmm. the context of marriage. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it takes even breaking through and having certain realizations to you know, allow each other to truly work towards that oneness, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. So that's, that's like the most amazing thing about this to me is Mm -hmm. that you choose your person, you're aligned in spirit and intention, and then you guys are constantly refining each other along the way, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. or God's refining us as as long as we allow him to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that it makes sense why then God would make it the model of his relationship to the church. It's like, again you know, loving on us as imperfect people, but his grace being sufficient enough for us serving us relentlessly. Like yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. you discover that when you're in this space, it's like, Oh wow. Okay. So love does cover a multitude of sins or like love bears all things. Yeah. It's, has self-control. It is patient. It is kind. It is all these things that are almost counterintuitive. And I think culture has, unfortunately, misdefined Mm. and mischaracterized love because it's just the feel-good. But no, love is an action verb Mm. for sometimes the harder thing, the patience, Mm. you know, the self-control, you know, the bearing the burdens, you know, being um, hopeful, you know. Uh, Yeah, I feel like if we're able to understand that, well, you're stepping into one of the most beautiful things that this life experience has to offer us, which is, is love yeah. and love through the institution of marriages.
0: And I, and I hope if it's there's like, if there's amazing. something that people who listen to this can take away, I hope that reframes how you look at conflict in marriage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I also hope um, like we can like remove the stigma around conflict in marriage, mm-hmm. you know, um, just because like, it's it's inevitable that people are going to go through stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it's freeing to know that you're not kind of isolated in your own silo when you're doing mm-hmm. this, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you're willing to acknowledge it properly and address it properly, God could use it for your better, for your yeah. betterment, yeah. you know? Yeah. Otherwise, people can really walk away being like, ah, I guess I got to throw this thing out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like this was a bust, you yeah. know? Yeah. And that's, and that's... Weirdly enough, I think that's like one of the tools that the enemy is going to use too. You know, Mm -hmm. It's like really get you to to be out here thinking that, oh, well, I experienced this hardship or this problem with my significant other. And that's clear to me that they're no good at this point. Mm -hmm. And and, and you know, like you're going to see it through your own broken lens, Mm -hmm. whatever your insecurity, whatever your thing that you're hurt or upset by is going to be screaming at you loud and informing why you feel like this person is no longer who you thought Mm, they were, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. as opposed to being like, okay, I am hurt by this, but how can we work through this? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think it's understanding that the enemy, again, doesn't like marriage, doesn't like the union, doesn't like, you know, two people coming together, not only to illustrate God's like kingdom, but also work towards a more whole version of ourselves, right? A healthier version of ourselves. If he's called an enemy for a reason, you know what I mean? Out for destruction. So if he can keep you from believing And working towards that, if he makes you think that marriage is perfect. And so when you go through conflict, yeah, throw the whole thing out. It's like, well, that's mission accomplished. What our power lies in is understanding, yes, we're an imperfect people following a perfect God, using and trying to follow his example of what love looks like. And along the way, being purified and Yeah, just not hopping off the train, like just riding with each other. There's just so many
0: practical benefits to this. Like, Mm -hmm. this is just like the, this is the model that God's laid out, right? Mm -hmm. But like, there's just so many practical benefits along the way. Yes, like through the process, like we've said, we continue to get refined along the way. Mm -hmm. But like, I was just thinking as you were saying, it's like when we learn how to work through conflict in this way, mm-hmm. we're also modeling for our children. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. th- there's there's just stuff that's going to come up. Yeah. Your kids are the ones who have a front row view to all of it. And it's like, how are you... Through this, teaching them how to, you know, communicate with the mm-hmm. person that, mm-hmm. with the people that you love. Mm-hmm. How are you teaching mm-hmm. them to work through things that are challenging, yeah, you yeah, know? exactly. Everything is, everything is just demonstrated, it, like everything, especially when you about it through the lens of kids, just seeping through us to them, you know? Mm-hmm. So this is just one of the, you know, additional ways in which it has like a bearing on that yeah, too. So. Yeah,
1: So not only is it to our benefit, but it's beneficial it through us. So
0: many other practical yeah, aspects exactly. of it that, you know. Um yeah. were there were there any highs that you have? I know we talked about some challenges, but like, are there any things that actually i I have one. I'm not even gonna ask you. <laughs> um, one of my favorite things that we've experienced mm-hmm. was our wedding day. Mm-hmm. um honestly, best day ever, yeah. uh, just for obvious reasons, like everyone everyone best day every ever. everyone that you love <laughs> shows up to yeah. support you. Danced the whole night i almost honestly faded out from heat exhaustion at my mm-hmm. wedding um because it was just it was a lot but leading up to the wedding mm-hmm. um leading up to the to this to the ceremony and the uh, reception and all that remember uh, you know this um i'm more saying this for everybody else but um after we did our first look which was awesome um, we were walking through Millennial Park. Is it Millennium Park or Millennial Park?
1: Mm, uh, Millennium I should park where the bean is. In yeah, Chicago. where the bean is. Yeah.
0: Um, we were walking through there, and it was like supposed to be like the forecast was supposed to be rainy all week. And then mm-hmm. you know we had you know been just praying and believing it was gonna the sun was gonna come out and the weather was gonna be good for the for our big day. And then just as we were walking through the park and. We were kind of holding hands, kind of you know, just walking to whatever destination we were getting to. We literally, and this is so hard to describe, but we literally, the clouds. I swear to you, the clouds above us literally parted, and the sunbeam just fell right right down on us. And even though that kind of is like a subtle like nod or whatever, I I kind I really appreciated that because I felt like that reflected what I believe to be true about our union and mm-hmm. our our marriage is that I really felt like God was like shining down on us. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's been, um, it's been like indicative of all the things that we have believed God to use us to do going forward, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's, that's one of my, one of my favorite experiences yeah. or marriage.
1: Yeah, that was a pretty much... Just ma- getting
0: reminiscent over here. Don't ma- worry about ma- all that.
1: magical experience. Not magical. Um, <laughs> wonderful experience.
0: I said, don't worry about that, all right?
1: Don't worry about it. Don't
0: worry about it, sweetheart. Honestly, it, sweetheart. Honestly at this point, I'm just finding ways to use sound effects. Don't mind me. <laughs> okay. Um, um how about you?
1: Yeah, one of the greatest joys or highs in our almost seven years together. Whoa. Crazy. Um Yeah, I think being able to have, by God's grace, birthed uh, our kids, you know, a reflection of our love is crazy to me because every time I look at them, I'm like, wow, our love created that, not just, you know, obviously physically, but to think that, you know, you just never know why God brings two people together. As far as we know, we talked about, like, finding our why there's a compass that we are following, right? Living a life to like glorify God. But you just never know like who he's trying to raise up through you, what generations and generations to come may benefit from your obedience and your example. And I feel like when I look at them, I'm reminded like God clearly, very purposefully has brought us together for our good, you know, for the the greater good, (laughs) for his glory and for generations and generations to come. And I think that's a humbling feeling for me. Um, so I probably would say that's probably the greatest joy that I experience in our marriage. It's like, wow,
0: God's doing something. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I feel like our, between our joys and sharing some of our challenges and obviously everything else that we kind of shared in between that, um, our journey to getting together. Yeah. We're learning, we're growing, we're, you know adjusting to life and its different seasons in terms of our expectations right. and our needs and our wants and learning that, you know, the things, how, how we have to meet each other, right? Like over communicating or, you know, yeah, basically, one season may look different than the other, where it's more of give and take from one or the other, but what we can guarantee is that we're both 100% showing up in commitment commitment to whatever God is doing in this space, and so I hope that you guys have been encouraged by that and our transparency.
0: Is there, um, sorry to reopen this loop, because I know you were like really starting to land the plane, but I'm about to bring the plane back up for a second. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He does that. I think this entire season, it gets to like the last five minutes, and he's like, "Actually, I'm like, where, where are we?" Hold on, just one, uh, one last thing. Episode? One last thing.
0: Is there one thing that you uh, feel like you've learned that you would want to like share? I have one.
1: I have one too. Go ahead. Um, Learn in the entirety of our marriage.
0: Well, just something that like you feel like has been um, important to. Yeah. Um,
1: Go ahead. I'll learn from your example.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like over-communicating mm-hmm. is, is is one thing that um, has been beneficial to us, that we've kind of learned the hard way at mm-hmm. times, mm-hmm. Um, but we know has a lot of value. Mm-hmm. Um, and really establishing a uh, just a culture around, yeah, just over-communicating and sharing everything for the being purpose of- Being forthcoming, yeah. Being forthcoming for the purpose mm-hmm. of- um, not leaving any space that could essentially create a wedge, Mm -hmm. you know, like especially when we think about like this idea of being one, like that, again, I keep going back to that. That's such a, like, to me, I don't know why I feel the weight of that. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's like, when you think about being one with someone, that's like, you really are just sharing the inner workings of your, your mind with someone. Mm -hmm. My mind is dark (laughs) at times. (laughs) It could be dark. I mean, it's just truth. Like the Mm -hmm. things that the things that like float through my mind. I don't really want people to know about that. Mm -hmm. But like, you're in there now. (laughs) Like, what to think about?
1: What to think about? What to think about?
0: (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. And I I feel closer to you as a result of it. You know? To also know that like you know you're not judging me for it, Mm -hmm. but also like you just know everything that's like working through my mind. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, for the sake of just being forthcoming and like being one,
1: you yeah, know, so. Yeah. I could actually piggyback on that. I think the greatest Don't copy me.
0: Lesson, don't, don't copy it's me. It's not
1: piggyback and doing the same I'm thing, but in like, I guess in tandem to that, it would be, um, yeah, being able to to work to becoming- just becoming but being a safe space for your partner is important a safe space for their dreams their hopes and their ugly parts Mm. i think sometimes when you see the ugly parts you want to like create distance or lose reverence and respect for your partner but Mm -hmm. it's like in seeing that being a safe space and also um choosing to still honor them choosing to believe in the person that you believe god has called them to be um And yeah, I think that's something I've been really meditating a lot on lately. It's like pressing into, yeah, honoring the whole person for the who God's called them to be and their identity. What does that really mean? Uh, I think we, you know, kind of what I was saying, when you learn more about somebody and their shortcomings, there's a propensity to want to like label them or like view them differently, right? Because of what they do. Because, you know, now we, in the day and age that we live in, you are what you repeatedly do. However, it's a little different in the kingdom of God. Mm. It's like you're believing this person to be the person that's been called by God, or you know, a child of God who is called righteous and holy and pure. And like, um, and as you're believing these things that God has spoken over them, it's like understanding their humanity and still creating space to hold them in that's regard great. that that's they great. are a child of God called, you know, right. I think that's a, a definitely a new lesson for me. And I think that veers away from like shame culture, creating right. safe spaces for insecurities and understanding and embracing the full breath of who a person is. And so um, that's been my biggest lesson in marriage. And if I could go back and tell, you know, year one Loza at year seven, that would be the thing. It's like create that space I love for it. yourself and for your partner.
0: I love it. Yeah um Man, that's all we yeah that's a long that's, episode that's all we got for you um let's see sponsor sponsor <laughs> sponsor tedros team tedros team is here for all your real estate needs mm-hmm. you know what um i actually have a couple things to share about that okay thank you guys for supporting us on our journey as the duo known as tedros team serving you guys for all your real estate needs in los angeles long beach mm-hmm. uh orange county we at our office at Keller Williams, we recently just reached what's called the capper status. Um, so it's reserved for uh, the top producing agents who have done a certain level of production. And... Um, we just have seen how God has been faithful in this way. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that has to do with the people in our community who support us and trust us to do that uh, and to serve you guys in that way. So um, we appreciate you guys believing on us. We appreciate you guys being a part of the journey, encourage you to get on the journey Mm -hmm. if you haven't already. Um, Or
1: refer us to a friend. Or
0: refer us to a friend Mm -hmm. or refer us to a friend. Um, Follow us on Instagram at Tedros team, T-H-E-O-D-R-O-S team. And uh, yeah, we appreciate it. while you're guys.
1: at it, yeah, follow us on all the other socials. Oh, yeah. It'll be in the show notes. And yeah, that's a wrap. That's all we got for you. So we will catch you guys next time.
0: Peace.